On today's episode, Eddie and Webby disprove the theory of relativity. This is the Eddie and Webby Podcast. Oh, hey, how's it going? This is Webby, not Eddie. And I'm Eddie. And this is our ninth podcast. Oh, yeah. Episode number nine. And for the folks that are listening to our show in reverse, we got to be considerate to our, our backwards listeners. I mean, I feel like we haven't been really thinking about them this whole time. So that was for you, my friends. Yes, for you guys that listen to us backwards. We made it through episode one through eight, and now we are at nine. Super excited about this. Uh, this is usually the time when Webby reads to us Twitter comments, but I think Webby's got something different in mind today, don't you? Yeah, so actually to, the format of today's show is going to be a little different, and the reason for that is we have a historic moment here for the Eddie and Webby show. We are going to have our first ever guest on the show. Oh, yeah. So Webby found us a guest that is not only big into pickleball, but also craft beer as well. And it's somebody that I found on Instagram. I had noticed a group called Pickle and Pints, and it intrigued me. So I reached out to them on Instagram to see if the founder of the organization would be interested in joining us. And we have him here with us today. So, Andrew... How's it going? Doing well, guys. Nice to see you, Eddie and Webby. Yeah, thanks, man. So glad you could join us. This is awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah a groundbreaking moment for us for our show here. We've been wanting to have a guest for a while, and it finally worked out to get a guest on. Here we go. Yeah. So real quick, Andrew, why don't you tell us about Pickle and Pints and kind of what it is and, and you know how you started it? Yeah, so uh, I've been in the pickleball business um, from a retail standpoint for about a year. Uh, I work for a sporting good retailer uh, that's home base is in Houston, and uh, I am the assistant buyer for uh, golf equipment and racket sports, which is tennis, racquetball, and pickleball. And so pickleball just kind of got dropped in my lap probably, a uh, I guess, a year ago, uh, and um I just thought it was the coolest thing. I'd never heard of it before. Uh, and uh, it's nice that, uh, you know, I get to I get to see it from uh, two different sides, from like the retail side. And then uh, Pickle and Pints came from, uh, I went to like a yoga class with one of my friends and it was at a brewery. Uh, and it was the same kind of concept that I'm doing right now, where you go, you pay a fee and uh, you get like an hour's worth of yoga and then they throw in a beer at the end. Uh, and I was like, why couldn't nice. we, why couldn't I do that with, uh, pickleball, uh, yeah. and do the same thing as long as I can find a place that has, you know, enough room to have a quarter two, or I mean, there's even a place that I've had it at, uh, that has four courts, uh, or enough room to have four courts. So yeah, that was kind of the, the start of it. I had my first event, um, March 18th, uh, of this year and it was, it, it's been so much fun since then. Wow. So this is pretty recent for you then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, I've played pickleball like starting this year, and that's it. Uh, so definitely new to the game. Nice, nice. Yeah, and I'm actually pretty new to the game as well. Eddie is the one that introduced me to pickleball. Uh, he told me probably about two years ago. He told me about it, 
and I thought he was crazy. Like, the, what the heck is pickleball? It sounds ridiculous. But right. uh, I he told me about it. He said it was super fun. Um, and then about a year later, a pickleball court got put up not too far from my house. It was actually, it used to be three tennis courts and it got converted into six pickleball courts. Exactly. So, yeah. So I grabbed three friends from work and talked them into learning how to play with me and I got hooked on it instantly. It's such a fun game. It's so cool that you can pick it up in like five minutes. Like you can't. You know, it, it after an hour's worth of tennis lessons, you're probably not very good at all. But you get 10 minutes with somebody instructing you how to play pickleball, and it's like you're ready to go. Yeah. Right. And and uh, I never really played tennis much. I think I would have liked it, but I've got some bad knees. I've had multiple knee surgeries. And I tried playing tennis a few years ago, and it was just, just too rough on my knees. Um, but pickleball, with it being like half the size of a, a tennis court, it's absolutely perfect. Definitely. You know, Andrew, being a craft beer guy, uh, what do you say we, we crack open uh, maybe a couple two-hearteds? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Yep. So like Eddie said, today we will be drinking two-hearted ale from Bell's Brewery. Yeah. This is actually the second Bell's beer we've done on this podcast. Our very first episode was uh, Bell's Oberon. Oh, Oberon, so good. Yeah. Yeah, I had a uh, I, I lived with a buddy for about four years, uh, and he was from Grand Blanc, Michigan. And uh, he brought a case of Oberon back. He took like a road trip um, back there over the summer, to, I think, to go to Torch Lake. And he brought this back, and he was like, "This is like, this is the summer beer um, of summer beers." And he was not lying. Like, I mean, yeah. we drank that whole case. I think that night. Yeah, um, so sure. yeah, no, it's yeah, Oberon is super good. Yeah. Yeah, and and like you said, it it is a great summer beer. I love drinking it when I'm outside, especially like at the beach or on a hot day, just chilling outside. That is definitely a go-to for me in hot weather. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, cheers, yeah. man. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. You know, I actually went to college in Kalamazoo, where Bell's is from, and so I yep, got to right. I got to drink a lot of good craft beer. Uh, so back you're then. a uh... Is it a bulldog? Is that what the mascot is? Is that Ferris State? That, that's Ferris State. You're thinking of uh, okay. Broncos, uh, Western Michigan University Broncos. Western Michigan. All right. So yeah, I had a, a couple of guys that I worked with. One went to Western Michigan, and uh, the other went to Ferris State. So yeah, it's, uh, a little bit of a, a Michigan connection for sure. Nice man. That's awesome. So what yes. other Bell's beers have you had? I, I honestly, I know that I've had like two other ones. I can't remember yeah. the names of them. Shoot, shoot a couple names out, and, and maybe you can jog my memory. Well, that you know, Oberon Two Hearted. That's probably their most famous ones that they have. Uh, one of right. my favorites is the Kalamazoo Stout, which um, is just a great, easy drinking stout that I personally love. Uh, nice. And then Hop Slam. I know Webby. That's one of your favorite Hop, beers. Hop Slam. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get that down in Houston? Yeah, I actually just saw it at the grocery store when I was getting uh, the two-hearted. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's a beer that gets very difficult to find. I actually feel like this year was the easiest year to be able to find Hop Slam in the stores. I think they made more than usual. That's good. Um, but yeah, Hop Slam is a great one. For sure. Yeah, I was just, uh, before we got on here, I was watching the uh, episode from last night, and I saw you guys doing... Uh, Oscar Blues, mm -hmm. which is funny because I grew up in Colorado uh, in a town called Lafayette, which is this town 
just south of Longmont where the brewery is now uh, and just east of Boulder. So uh, it's oh, definitely nice. uh, near and dear to my heart. That's awesome. Very man. cool. So what, what yep. took you from Colorado down to Texas then? Yeah. So I went to, uh, I grew up in Colorado, lived there till I was 20 and then, uh, moved out to San Diego to get a degree in golf. Wow. Um, oh, nice. so yeah, it was nice, man. It was a great way to move out there. Uh, go to school. Uh, I actually had an accredited class, uh, every Monday where I had to show up and play 18 holes of competitive golf. Uh, so, you know, I mean, that was good. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I did that. I moved to San Jose um, to be a caddy up there for a while, and then uh, the same caddy company uh, that uh, I was with had a um, had a couple of courses down here in Houston, and I was just like, I'll go try it and see what happens. Uh, and so that was 2004 uh, is when I moved down here, and been here ever since. That's awesome, man. Nice. Yeah. Eddie and I went and visited Colorado last year. It was such a great trip. I love Colorado. Great. Great uh, place to live. Yep. Now, one thing you, you had mentioned golf. I've, I'm not much of a golfer, but one thing I do absolutely love is disc golf. And that's huge here in Michigan and Colorado. Have, have you ever played disc golf? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Um, there's a, uh, a course that's right next to where uh, I grew up. Uh, it's around this really cool lake. Um, and yeah, I mean, disc golf and craft beer have been, uh, with me for a while. <laughs> nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I would, I would say three of my favorite things in life are pickleball, disc golf and craft beer. <laughs> yeah. Solid. Why haven't we started hanging out before now? Is right. Exactly. Question, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Is it, has pickleball picked up at all in Colorado? You know what? It has, um, I've talked to my parents. Uh, they definitely at, at rec centers and YMCA's, and that's definitely where it's the biggest. Um, mm. It's a little slow. I think it's a, a little slow in Houston. Um, there's a couple of um, kind of local pickleball groups that I've connected with here um, that have actually like really supported the business from the beginning. Uh, the first event I ever had, it was like 33 people showed up. You know, I was like, I'm going to try this, and then I was like. This like tidal wave of football players just came out of nowhere. Uh, it was great. I was like, "Wow, this is you know, I'm onto something here." So that's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, it's definitely been uh, well received so far. That's great, man. I think you had either liked or commented on one of our Instagram posts, and I saw pickle and pints, and it just it grabbed my attention, so I clicked on it. And when I saw what you guys were all about, it it immediately fascinated me and it just, it sounded perfect. I mean, it's like, it's like the, the perfect blend of things, craft beer and pickleball. I mean, come on. Exactly. And the hashtag that I, that I always close everything off with on, on Instagram is uh, first we dink, then we drink. <laughs> nice. So yeah, no, I thought that was super fitting. So yeah, I love that. Uh, you know, they always say, you know, people that, that are successful, you know, find things that they're passionate about and, and blend them together. And it's like, what a better time. You know, the pickleball is obviously the fastest growing sport, uh, in the country. I think there's close to 3 million people playing right now. Um, and it was interesting when I first started meeting with like sales reps, uh, they would all come in and, and they all did this, this gesture, like eight guys in a row over like a couple of weeks all did, you know, pickleballs on a trajectory like this. Um, and, you know, just to hear, you know, cause the sports, uh, you know, the sporting goods industry is there, there's not really new sports um, out there every day. 
Uh, but this is certainly one of them. Not that it's new. I mean, obviously, it started in the 60s uh, in Washington. But, yeah, I mean, it's just a, you know, it's it's totally accessible. I have three kids. Um, and, you know, we all go play together. And, you know, every time I go to a local YMCA, there's people that are 75 years old just kicking my ass. Oh, yeah. Uh, when I'm out there, you know. So it's like you can just it's like golf. It, you know, you can play it from young to old. Absolutely. And a few weeks ago, my my brother from out of state was in town with his wife, and they kept hearing me talk about the game, so I taught them how to play. My dad, who is 72, he was with us. I taught him how to play, and then my two daughters, who are 11 and 13 years old, I taught all of them to play at the same time, and, and we just we had a blast, and all of us were... I mean, I've got more experience than all of them, but we still had a great time, and they, they were all pretty much on an even playing field. It was awesome. Yeah, it's it's totally what you make of it. Like you can have a super relaxed game, just playing uh, at the kitchen line, knocking it back and forth, and, and or you can really get at it. I mean, it, it is what you make of it for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, can you talk a little bit about uh, how you set up the courts and the events that you're doing with pickle and pints? Like, what does that whole process look like? Yeah, I uh, it's literally just a bunch of blue painters tape uh, and and a big long tape measure. Uh, I go out there. Uh, a couple hours early with a, a leaf blower and make sure that, um, you know, everything, there's no sand or anything on the, on the area and just kind of mark everything out, uh, with chalk and then go by, uh, and, and literally it's, um, uh, you know, I think it's like 188 feet worth of, of blue painters tape and just lay it down. I've got four pop-up nets, um, that are regulation size that I just set up and, um, that's that's basically it. I've got uh, I've got a handful of paddles for uh, anybody who you know wants to check it out, try it out, and that's always the coolest part. Like people are always standing around with their kids, like, "What is this?" And it's like, "Oh, it's life size ping pong." Like if if tennis and racquetball and and ping pong had a a, a, a strange love story together, like that <laughs> pickleball would be its, its love child. You know? yeah. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Well, that's cool. So have the breweries been very receptive to it? You know, as have they been open and, and really welcoming of that? Yeah. Yeah. So I've done it. Um, I've, I've done it at two breweries. Uh, I just had my fourth event and then my fifth will be, uh, this coming Sunday And this brewery. It's called backfish brewery. It's in a town called, uh, Pearland, which is just South of Houston. Uh, maybe, 20, 30 minutes. Uh, and they were super cool. They have, uh, this real nice, uh, straight stretch of, of really nice, uh, concrete behind the brewery. And it's, it's, uh, like 30 feet wide by a hundred feet long. Uh, and it's in the shade, which when you're in Houston, uh, it's definitely a plus. Um, so it's not like playing on the surface of the sun. So yeah, I mean, they've been super receptive and open and, and just, you know, really willing to try something new, which is cool. Very cool. So where do you guys, like, where do you go play? I know uh, you're in different parts of the country. Are, are there courts that are close to where you guys are at? Yeah, so I, I actually have four courts in my community about 150 yards away from me down here nice. in Naples. Uh, you know, Naples is one of the kind of the the hot places for pickleball right now. We sponsor the U S open every year and about 600 that's tournaments. Say, it's, in, it's in Naples. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I keep hearing that Naples is the pickleball capital of the country. 
Yeah, I wouldn't. I I would agree with that for sure. Yeah, and then you know when we first moved down here about four years ago, I had never heard of it, and then I started to hear about it. And when we moved here, I started playing with a lot of my neighbors, uh, and that's really how I got into it. About three years ago, I just started playing with neighbors, and then immediately got hooked on it. So I play there three to four times a week, usually uh, at at night. We do have lights in the court, which is great, so we can play into the night as well. And for me. Um, like I was saying earlier, uh, last year I saw that there was a park in Canton, Michigan called Freedom Park, and they had just built some brand new courts. So there's six pickleball courts there. So I, I brought my three friends from work. We learned how to play. But after that, I struggled to find people to play consistently with me. And I probably went like four or five months without playing after I had first learned how to play. And then I started finally, I went, I joined some Facebook groups and learned that the USAPA has this thing called Places to Play. They have uh, like a website and an app that actually it'll show you where on the map places are that have open pickleball play. And that was a huge eye-opener for me because I learned that there were actually a lot of places near me that have open pickleball play. Um, But the main problem was it was catered to retired people. It was always usually in the morning or afternoon. (laughs) I don't want to play pickleball at 530 in the morning. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us work still, so we we still want to play, but we can't play during the day when these people are playing. So um, I was luckily my job, I I do get um, I, I have late shifts so I can play in the mornings every once in a while without a problem. But I, I wanted to play more regularly, so I started a meetup group. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the meetup app. Yeah, and I, I, I was just looking at that this week. Yeah, absolutely. And that thing has been awesome. About four weeks ago, I started a meetup group for that park in Canton to play every Wednesday evening from 6 to 8.30. And I've gotten a very overwhelming response. There's six courts, and before I did the meetup, we had five of us that showed up, and that was considered a good amount of people up until that point. And the ever since the meetup group got submitted and sent out there, um, every all six courts have been used, sometimes wow. um, by four people on each court. Sometimes it's just a one-on-one, but last week it was every court had four people on it, and it was it was awesome. So it's been great. And somebody that was there told me that it's still like it's fairly new to Michigan. I guess somebody brought it from Florida only five years ago to Michigan, but each year it's gotten bigger and bigger. Love it. Yeah, it just grows like a wildfire. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks, man. Yes, yeah. Like, have you guys seen the the concepts like chicken and pickle? That's kind of like where I, I drew some inspiration from. Uh, uh, it's Kansas City, Missouri. And they have four indoor courts and in that are in like a big shed, essentially. Uh, and then four outdoor courts. They've got like life-size battleship. Um, they do like fried chicken. Um, <laughs> they have a, a, like a concert stage uh, on the second oh, story wow. of the restaurant. And they're just like absolutely just printing money there uh, from what nice. I hear. And there's another place. Uh, that's just about to open up in Des Moines, of all places, I think West Des Moines, Iowa. Wow. Uh, called Smash Park DM, uh, and it's the same, uh, same kind of concept. So, I mean, there's, you know, it's kind of like this whole like experiential dining um, thing that's, that's kind of taken a hold. I know that there's a place that just opened up in Houston uh, that's like a soccer bar. 
uh, one of the players for the Houston Dynamo uh, went in with a group, uh, like a real estate group, and, and developed this concept. So, I mean, it's out there for sure. It's, it's cool that it, it's, you know, pickleball is like applicable to it as well. Yeah, definitely. And something I recently learned of here in Michigan, uh, there's a place called Peachtree Tennis Club. It's in Clinton Charter Township, Michigan. And they do it, I think it's at least monthly, maybe even a couple times a month. And they have a whole bunch of indoor tennis courts that they have taped off for pickleball. And it's it's awesome. They they always have food provided. You have to pay a certain fee to get in, but there's food, right. drinks. Um, you can bring your own alcohol if you want to. And there's tons of courts. And like it, it was overwhelming to me when I got there. I couldn't believe it. And the place was full. I mean, they have, I want to say at least 30 courts and wow. almost all of them were full. It was, it was amazing. That's I wish it was closer crazy. to my house because yeah, um, I would go there regularly, but it's, it's awesome. Yep. So since you get access to all the best equipment from the retail side of it, what yeah. is the best paddle in pickleball? Oh man. I mean, I play, yeah, I've got it right here. Uh, hold on. This is what I'm rocking. The, uh, Selkirk S2 amped. Um, I mean, obviously that's, that's definitely on the higher end. Um, you know, I think paddle tech is doing some really cool things. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do, uh, in the next year. There's some rumblings, uh, of them, uh, with a, uh, a well-known tennis brand, uh, mm. that they're going to make into pickleball. So it'll be interesting to see what they do to kind of disrupt that. Um, obviously engage makes solid paddles. I mean, they make, uh, all of Wilson's paddles now. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't have, I, I know that I love playing with that paddle, but, uh, I mean, outside of that, I think it's a lot of preference. Um, you know, short grip, long paddle, thin, I mean, uh, um, you know, I think it's interesting the, the whole 24 inches that, uh, length and width that the paddle can be uh and, and how you know creative the companies are getting with the the different shapes that they're putting on the paddles out there that's cool it's good to know yeah so i got a question for you kind of shifting things back over to the beer world um what would you say your favorite style of craft beer is i mean i'm a big pale ale guy i think if if you can go in because uh, there's some crummy pale ales out there, uh, but if if you know if it's done right, if it's not not too you know sweet, but you still get a little bit of the hoppiness uh, in it, you know I, that's that's kind of how I measure uh, when I go to different breweries. Like I always have that one first, and I feel like it gives me a pretty good um, radar as to you know the kind of style or or you know. Uh, flavors that you're going to get from each different brewery. For sure. What about you guys? Yeah, I would definitely agree with you. I would put pale ales uh, at the top of my list. I love a good pale ale. Yep. What about you, Eddie? Yeah, I mean, it, it varies on the day, uh, but I, ha I guess if I had to pick a style, I'd probably pick IPAs. Uh, I just think that what these breweries have been able to do with hops and kind of finding balance within that style of beer is pretty incredible. But I also love a good sour, you know, Jolly Pumpkin out of Ann Arbor, one of my one of my favorite breweries of all time. 
you can't go wrong with a good sour beer as well. So it's hard for me to pick, but those are my two, I would say. Yeah, I always I always hate picking a favorite of anything because it always it really depends on the mood I'm in. I do love a good sour too, but I've really got to be in the right mood for a sour. Um, I would say like consistently pale ale would be at the top of my list as well. Nice man. So how long have you been into craft beer for? Oh gosh, um, I mean I remember drinking Fat Tire back in you know when I was. Not quite 21, so, uh, (laughs) what? Yeah, I know. Shame (laughs) on me. Um, yeah, I, I, I've been into craft beer for a long time. Um, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, so interesting from, you know, a science perspective, what, uh, can be done with just a couple of ingredients. Uh, I know Colorado State, where I went to school for a little bit, they have a, a, a whole degree program now in just brewing. Like mm-hmm. you can you can come out of there with a bachelor's and I don't know what the technical name for it is, but full on brewer. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's uh, it, it's fantastic. It, you know, it's just science at its finest, chemistry. Yep. Do you uh, do you have any brewing experience at all? Have you home brewed? I I haven't. You know yeah. what? It's like. I don't have any tattoos and I don't, and, and I haven't homebrewed. And I think just because if I did both of them, uh, you know, I'd have like a quarter sleeve in, in like a month's time. Uh, and I, you know, I would probably drink all my product. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, I haven't, what about you guys? So I, I started off as a home brewer and kind of like what you talked about, I was immediately hooked. You know, the story, it's a cliche. My wife got me a homebrew kit for Christmas mm-hmm. And yeah. next thing you know, I'm spending hundreds, thousands of dollars on equipment. Um, but yeah, I, to be honest with you, I don't get to brew nearly as much anymore. And it's probably yeah. because of the fact that I pick pickleball over brewing. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, I mentioned how Eddie is the one that introduced me to pickleball. And also, if it wasn't for Eddie, I probably wouldn't be a craft beer fan because he was always brewing up some craft beers, having me try it. And they were absolutely delicious. So I started finally developing a taste before him giving me the opportunity to tr- to try his craft beers. The, the the fanciest, the craziest thing I drank was Bud Light Platinum. <laughs> like, yep. I was all about Ice House, Corona, and Bud Light Platinum. That was about the extent of my beer drinking. <laughs> Welcome to the light, my friend. Oh yeah, like for sure. When I when I go. When I drink that, like if that's the only option and I go back to drinking Bud Light or Bud Light Platinum, stuff like that, like I cringe and I can't believe that I ever thought that stuff tasted good. Yeah, it's just it's just trash is, is what it is. Yeah, you brought up Fat Tire. I remember in Michigan when Fat Tire finally made it to our state. That was, I don't even know, Webby, what, six, six years ago maybe? I was so that, excited. Yeah. I was like, yes, finally it's here. <laughs> Uh, and I feel like that was right at the beginning of this tidal wave of just availability of craft beers from all over the country in Michigan. And then it's funny, I left Michigan to to go to Florida four years ago, and I feel like the same thing has happened within the last three years in Florida. Now it's just an onslaught of all these different great beers uh-huh. from across the country all making its way to Florida as well, which is cool. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting in Texas, like, I, I know that per capita – uh, I think Texas ranks like 48 uh, for breweries. 
because there's so much ridiculous legislation yeah. uh, that's here right now. I know um, that it's, you know, the, there's like a, uh, a, a PAC committee out there trying to lobby, um, you know, the, the state legislature to be able to relax the beer laws and, and not have everything be kind of uh, owned by the sh- distributorships that are out there. So, I mean, hopefully that, uh, that, that they free things up, but, uh, you know, Houston, you know, obviously there's, it's the fourth largest city in the country, but breweries, wow. uh, in the greater Houston area, which is, I mean, there's all from St. Arnold's, which is, um, you know, one, uh, mid-sized craft brewery of the year at the great American beer fest to, uh, where I just had a, an event this past weekend it's called Sigma Brewing Company. Uh, and you know, it's just, uh, I think it's a, it's like a three or four pot, um, you know, just small little, um, but they turn out some amazing products. So, you know, that's good to see. Yeah. Yeah, It's fun to be a part of for sure. I heard, um, the brewers or owners of Jester King probably four or five years ago interviewed on the brewing network. And they talked about a lot of the legislation that takes place in the state of Texas when it comes to alcohol and how it's still yep. a little behind the times. Florida is not that far in front of it, uh, but Michigan, I feel like you know they're they they've they've come to modern times when it comes to beer and liquor laws, which is you know which is nice for them. But yeah, uh, Eddie and I are doing a pickleball tournament in Grand Rapids next month, and I'm not sure if you're aware, but Grand Rapids is known as Beer City. There's some names I'm sure you've heard of, like Founders. They're out of Grand oh, yeah, Rapids. Yeah, founders, yeah. yeah. Breakfast Stout. I mean, that's oh, yeah. that's probably one of my favorite oh, yeah. stouts out there. Um, just, you know, just drink that in the winter and, yep. and enjoy yourself. Yeah, I love Breakfast Stout. Yep. Don't they have like a, a Kentucky? Don't, don't they have like a new line, like a Kentucky Breakfast Stout? And there's like another one as well? Yeah, so there's two that are very, very popular. They're very rare because they only release them in limited batches, but there's the Kentucky Breakfast Stout, KBS, and then CBS, which is the Canadian Breakfast Stout. That's right. That's right. Yep. And both are amazing. Didn't you actually do a video of the Canadian Breakfast Stout? Breakfast Stout? I did. Actually, if you click right about there, you will see... When I tried Canadian breakfast out for the first time ever, and I absolutely loved it. Sorry, spoiler so, alert for those that haven't seen the video yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is is one age in like Kentucky bourbon barrels, and the other mm-hmm. one's like Canadian whiskey? What's the difference? You know, something like that. The Canadian one, I think it's in the the bourbon barrels, but there's like um, maple syrup. Oh, okay. That in there sense. as well, something like that. But it's it's delicious. I I personally prefer CBS over the KBS, but they're they're both pretty great. Nice. Yeah. So Andrew, this is your time to plug whatever you want to plug on the show, whatever you're into, man. Here's here's your chance. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Pickle and Pints uh, started in Houston, Texas, 2018. Uh, you can find us uh, on Facebook and Instagram uh, under the same name, just Pickle and Pints. Uh, made it easy. There weren't, uh, wasn't too much competition out there. So basically, um, you show up. Uh, I've got uh, a, it's like a running registration platform uh, where you can just literally just go 
um, either on Facebook and Instagram. I've always got the next link uh, that you can click there. Uh, you pay the registration fee, and then you show up the day of the event. They're usually three hours long, uh, which I found is kind of the sweet spot for um, people to hang out and uh, hydrate and then dehydrate and then play, uh, play some pickleball. Um, so, yeah, it comes with a free beer. Uh, I've always got raffles that I do. Uh, with some, uh, you know, just it, sometimes it's paddles, sometimes it's uh, paddle covers, uh, different things with balls. So show up, uh, hang out, uh, and it's always at a brewery. Um, locally here in Houston, I've actually started reaching out uh, to some places in Austin uh, and getting a pretty warm reception there as well. So more to come um, as we kind of travel about. And, uh, you know, my motto is kind of uh, have nets, we'll travel. So um yeah it, it's so much fun there's always so much interest with um you know the whole pickleball thing and obviously you know pairing it with craft beer is uh, it's been a home run so far nice man well for all the links that you mentioned we'll go ahead and throw below in the comments andrew we want to thank you so much for spending tonight with us man this was a great time absolutely yeah no thank you guys for reaching out to me it uh it was uh, definitely unexpected but uh, I'm glad that we can make this happen. It's been great. Yeah, this has been great. I'm so glad you were able to join us. And uh, Eddie, we've always talked about taking our podcast on the road. Yeah. Um, I I foresee a trip to Texas sometime and checking out this this pickle and pints thing. I agree, man. I think I need to head over the Gulf of Mexico over to Houston there and uh, check this out. I think it would be a great time. And uh, yeah, All right, we'd love to have you guys. I mean, Houston's a great place. There's so much uh, to do, so much to eat and uh, plenty to drink. So it'd be awesome to see you guys down here. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Andrew. We do very much appreciate it. Uh, as you yes, guys sir. know, you can always follow us on Twitter and Instagram. If you have any feedback, throw in the comments below. Download the Anchor app and leave us a voice message. It's very likely that we'll be able to play it on our next podcast if you do. We want to thank you very much for spending the evening with us. And on that note, I'm Eddie. And until next time, this is Webby, not Eddie, signing off. See ya. See ya. And for the folks that are listening to our show in reverse, number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine. Nine.